Hi, I'm Mark Bud. And I'm Jair Briggs Davis. And we're from Mark and Jair Explain Sports. This is a tripod production. The following is a tripod production. Do not attempt to adjust your dial. Mark Bud and Jair Brooks Davis, two friends growing up in the Big Apple, two friends who became sports writers at the top of their craft. Mark, the assistant sports editor of Drexel University's The Triangle. Jair, the color commentator and reporter at Curry College. On their own, they give their own unique insights. However, together, Mark and Jair explain sports. going on everybody i'm back i'm out here with my boy mark bud mark bud what's going on we got a lot of stuff to talk about today yes indeed we do jair i'm doing fantastic a lot of sports news to talk about today you know literally five minutes before we're about to start this podcast we get a woge bomb from adrian wardanowski saying that john wall has been traded to the houston rockets along with the first round pick for russell westbrook let's get right to it jair what are your thoughts on the trade I think it's a win-win situation for both teams, and I'll tell you why, but I'd like to hear what you think first. Uh, my opinion about the trade is, you know, it's a very interesting trade because DeMarcus Cousins was recently signed by the Houston Rockets, of course, and he's going to be reuniting with John Wall. Oh, Mark, I'm sorry. I, I thought you froze for a second there. My, my mistake. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, John – but, yeah, DeMarcus Cousins – He's back with John Wall. That's going to be very interesting. What, yeah, he's back with John Wall, James Harden. But what confuses me is, like, wouldn't, James, wouldn't John Wall and Russell Westbrook be sort of, like, considered the same player in terms of driving to the hoop and stuff like that? I don't agree. I, I think that John Wall will be a better fit with James Harden because I know he plays the point guard, but he doesn't take as many threes as Russell Westbrook does because he knows he's not a great three-point shooter. Unlike Westbrook, he continually takes three-pointers, even though he's not a great three-point shooter. I think John Wall's a little more efficient. And if John Wall's healthy, he's one of the most elite guards in the game. And he's had two years off, so I'm expecting him to come back the way he was before. If he's not, that's a different story. But if we're getting the same John Wall, the all-star John Wall, if I'm James Harden, I say, why not run it back at least one more year to try? And then he can leave after this year. Because, like you said, John Wall's now reunited with DeMarcus Cousins, who's also had a really long time to rehab and get right. So I think those two guys added to the team, along with Christian Wood for the Rockets. That, that team might be better than the Rockets team last year, to be honest with you. So the starting lineup would be – I'm sorry to cut you off. The starting lineup would be John Wall, James Harden, would Robert Covington be at small? Robert Covington's not on the team anymore, Jair. Oh, my, 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 who, who's the starting small forward right now for the Houston Rockets on their depth chart? Uh, good question. Um, I know that Christian Wood would probably be there. Christian Wood would be the power forward and then at center. Oh, Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza. I he's think he's that, old. He's not terrible, though. No, he's, he's an old player, but he's a very serv- serviceable player. That's the best way to, to define the Houston Rockets. And now on the Wizards' end of the trade, I also think it's a good fit because Russell Westbrook is reunited with his former coach who he spent a lot of time with in OKC and Scott Brooks. And it seemed to me that Bradley Beal and, and John Maul didn't have the best of chemistry despite what they said. Oh, we're boys. Yeah, but they never won. There was all these reports out. 
they haven't played with each other in a while. They haven't really done anything. They've been there for a while. It's time for a change. I think Russell Westbrook will be a good fit there. And Scott Brooks clearly knows how to coach him because he's coached him for a while. And Bradley Beal, I'm sure, is happy to get a new opportunity. I know he wants to stay in D.C., so why not run it back with Russell Westbrook? So, uh, starting And I forgot, sorry, I forgot to, didn't mean to cut you off, but the Rockets um, are also getting back a first-round pick. So that's great for them because I know they've given up a lot of first-round picks recently with, with um, Darren Morey before getting Russell Westbrook. They gave up a lot of first-round picks, doing a lot of trades. So now they kind of reboot a little bit and get a first-round pick. What I think is very beneficial, actually, Mark, is like, you know, with Washington, Washington is – Russell Westbrook helps put Washington into the playoff equation in the Eastern Conference – and I'm going to say, you know, the Washington Wizards are going to end up, like, being in a position with – well, with the pick that's going to be coming back to Houston and the placement of the, of the Wizards at the end of the 2020-2021 season, I could see the pick being somewhere between, like, 15 through uh, 25 in the, in, in, the, in the draft. Would you agree with me on that one? Yes. I'm so, but sure I feel that they don't have a, a pick – if they, they wouldn't have had a pick if they didn't do that trade. Yeah. Because of the Russell Westbrook trade that they did last year. But, but Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, Davis Bertans, he's improving his game with Rui Hachimura, Thomas Bryant, and recently Denny Avdija. Avdija was and will I mention he is actually from Israel. Shout out to Israel. The Shout highest, out Israel. He's the highest um, – Israeli basketball player ever drafted in the NBA. So, yeah, he has a lot of potential. And, yeah, that team is pretty – I think it's a good trade. This is actually one of the few trades where I'm like, you know what? I, I think this is a good trade for both teams. Do you know where I'm actually really excited, though? Like, I'm, I'm excited to see the Wizards play the Brooklyn Nets between Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, to be, uh, to be real. I agree. I don't think there's as much bad blood there anymore. I wouldn't – No. I'm very – but – um. Did you see that the first game of the season actually is Nets Warriors? I did see that, yes. Everyone was saying, like, oh, it's going to be Stephen Curry versus Kevin Durant. But I was thinking it's going to be Kevin Durant versus Draymond Green. Yeah, I I, I agree. But so, Jair, so we already got into a little NBA. Let's continue with a little more NBA. Another breaking news today was LeBron James signing a two-year, $85 million deal with the Lakers. What are your thoughts on that? And the interesting part of that deal is that when LeBron's deal is up with the Lakers, it is the same year that Bronny, his son, will be potentially eligible to be in the NBA draft if the NBA changes their rules and allows high school players to go straight to the NBA. What are your thoughts on that, Jerry? Do you think it's a coincidence, or do you think LeBron signed that deal on purpose? I think that it could be a coincidence. I think that he could have signed that deal on purpose. Um, one thing that I also think of is, well, LeBron's going into his age 35 season, so he'll probably be 37, 38 by the time he's out of this deal. I could see him, in a way, having one more stint with Cleveland. I, think he's gonna, I believe he's going to be 40 when he's done with this deal. Okay then. Oh, oh, okay. You might, you might be right on this. Right now, yeah, he's gonna be forty. 
Oh, okay then. Okay then. My my mistake on the math. Because he still has years left on this contract already, right? Yes, this is a three-year extension technically because it's including. He already had a year left next year, so it's two extra additional oh. years. Okay then. I think that he. I think that he. I think that LeBron wants to play with or against his kid. Um. I I think it would be a dream come true for him, and who knows? I. I think that when he's done with his deal with the Lakers, depending on how he's feeling with his body and everything like that, and when his kid is eligible to be playing, I can see him choosing to sign with whatever team he his son is drafted by by the time he comes up. Definitely. And I'm reading an ESPN um, Instagram post right now. They, brought, they broke down the, LeBron's contract, which it was the two-year, $85 million extension. So per day... LeBron is going to be making $117,000, which is incredible. That's awesome. He, I mean, he deserves it. I think he's still the best player in the league. It's just crazy how much money these guys are making. It's great, but, yeah. Can I get – I mean, I, I, if LeBron would be down to, you know, like hook me up with like 90000 of those dollars, uh, you know, I'd, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm, kidding, one, I'm kidding. One can wish, Jay. One can wish. I, I, I don't think you're going to have great luck in that, but, you know, hey, man. Maybe. But Jair, we got to talk about the elephant in the room. Well, so, listeners, if, for those of you that don't know, me and Jair actually hung out this past weekend. Absolutely. And we watched a very interesting boxing match on Saturday night. Two boxing matches, starting off with the great Nate Robinson and YouTuber Jake Paul. Jair, we... Saturday, we didn't go into thinking we were going to watch a fight. Someone brought it up to us. We were like, you know what? I was like, you know what, Jair? We might as well just watch this fight. And he was like, yeah, we have nothing else to do. And you know what? It was a short fight, but I don't regret buying it because it was pretty hilarious. So basically, I left the room for a second, and I hear Jair screaming. I'm like, what the heck is going on down here? And then Jair's like, look at this, look at this. And all I see, I look, I look at the TV screen, and Nate Robinson's face is face planted in the floor, and Snoop Dogg is like going crazy, singing like lullabies. I'm like, what is going on right now? And yeah, so basically, Jake Paul destroyed Nate Robinson, and it goes to show you that you probably shouldn't go into a, a very hyped boxing match without boxing before. One thing that one person that I want to shout out right now is Russ. Got to shout out Russ. Why? Russ, earlier that day, said to me, when I put out a poll on my personal Instagram story, he said, Jake Paul is absolute. He just basically said that Jake Paul's going to win. That's what he basically said. put the survey up, and Jerry, what were the numbers on your survey? Who's going to win, Jake Paul or Nate Robinson? Okay, then. Nate Robinson was, it was probably like 84 to 16. In favor of Nate Robinson. In favor of Nate Robinson. And, And then, were you surprised about what happened in the fight? Well, a little bit surprised. I was hoping that Nate Robinson would have gone like a lot more, like he would have gone a lot longer, but he didn't really come close, Mark. He just got, he got pummeled. He really got pummeled. I actually watched a little bit of a replay of the fight last night because I was just curious. And watching it again, Nate Robinson did not defend himself. He didn't even put his hands up. He kept running at him and like trying to tackle him. Yeah. Snoop Dogg in the – by the way, shout out to Snoop Dogg because that guy is a great comment. 
commentator, no matter what sport it is. He has hockey commentary, basketball, whatever. He's so entertaining. Snoop Dogg made that fight fun. Anyway, but yeah, as Snoop Dogg was saying, it's like, put your hands up. Don't they teach you to put your hands up and back up? And then Nate Robinson just kept running at Jake Paul. Like, I was like, what are you, what are you doing? And like, he, 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 was, he wasn't protecting himself at all. And Jake Paul obviously knows how to fight because he's been in these boxing matches before. Just completely destroyed him. So, yeah. yeah. And after the fight, it was funny to see there was at least 10 different athletes calling out Jake, fight, Jake Paul to fight him next. Uh, I remember one of them. I remember one person was Lance Stevenson. And I, want to, and I would at least like to see what Lance Stevenson could do. He's a Brooklyn kid. I, I think that would be interesting. But I'm going to say I would like to see Jake Paul fight Conor McGregor. I, I think you should get right to it. Conor McGregor, he, he's not a professional boxer. He's more of an MMA guy. But he, he clearly knows how to box because he – Went in the ring with uh, Floyd Mayweather for the first time in a boxing match. And unlike uh, Nate Robinson, uh, McGregor actually held his ground against Mayweather and went, I believe, nine rounds, seven, nine rounds. And it was a, it was a decent fight for, for someone who's never boxed before. It was pretty good. So I think going to him against going someone against Nate, uh, Jake Paul, two guys that are very loud and flashy, it will draw a huge crowd and an audience. Jair, would you watch that fight? I would watch that fight. I think that it would be a lot better of a fight. It would um, make a lot of money, though. Absolutely. I think that, in all honesty, like, Mike Tyson would have even lasted longer in the ring than Nate Robinson did. Well, we're getting to that. The Mike Tyson-Roy Jones fight, wasn't, it wasn't that entertaining. It was just like they were basically hugging each other the entire time. They're, I think they were just too old. But, hey, power to them, man. They got paid a million dollars. I know Mike Tyson is is uh, donating all that money to charity, so shout out to Mike Tyson. Absolutely. Um, well, one more thing about the Nate Robinson fight. I don't mean to go back and forth. Sorry. I will support what Shannon Sharp said about different athletes trying different sports. Uh, shout out to Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson, two athletes that actually did pretty well in both sports that they played. Between yeah, I was going to say the difference between them and Nate, though, is that they, uh, they're a little more successful. Yeah, but basketball players becoming boxers. Um, I think that if Nate Robinson trained more, at least had like another year in training for boxing, I think that he would have done a lot better in this fight. Yeah, there was also like a height difference. I think um, I'm pretty sure Jake Paul is like six foot foot and Nate Robinson's like five nine. You take that into account. That's a big hey, hey, Nate Robinson could have dunked. Nate Robinson has technically dunked on Shaq. And he's blocked yeah, man, out me. That doesn't matter in boxing. You're not, you're not jumping. <laughs> That's true. If That's anything, true. you're getting low. And he, he didn't do any of that. He, he literally just, like, ran at him. I don't know, man. It just Maybe he needs a better coach because, like, they would show his coach talking to him. And I didn't hear any of – I didn't ever hear his coach say, you need to move around and stop running at him. He didn't say that once. That's really what he kept doing and the reason why he lost. But, you know, Julie Jake Paul is the better fighter, more experienced. Um, but yeah, there, um, so what do you think about the, so you think it's going to be him versus McGregor next? I have, I do not know about that one, Mark. A lot of people have gone out and said that they want to fight. I remember in the, I remember the next day I talked about D uh, Dylan Dennis. He wanted to, he's one of McGregor's boys. Mm-hmm. He, I know that he wants to fight Jake Paul. So he wants to fight Jake Paul. Even Evander Kane, NHL player. Definitely. 
But Jair, so moving on, what are your thoughts on the upcoming NBA season? So where do you think the New Orleans Pelicans are going to finish? I think that the New Orleans Pelicans are a very interesting team. I think that they could finish between five through eight in the Western Conference. Um, I don't know, man. Honestly, the Western Conference is pretty loaded right now. Um, make all the moves, like, you know, you got the Suns are going to be better now. The, the Rockets are, seem to be putting together a lot of moves. You know. Do you, know, you know what team I would have liked to see Steven Adams on? What team? The Washington Wizards right now. Yeah, that, that would have been an interesting fit, but I don't know if they would have had enough Caps trade, trade value now to give up John Wall and that first-round pick. Yeah, but it, it's, just, it's just that the reason why I'm talking – my feelings about the New Orleans Pelicans is, you know, it's just because of Zion – Williamson, Brandon Ingram, how much will, will those two improve going into the season and what Steven Adams can help bring to the team? And uh, will Lonzo take the, ne- the next step? That's a great question. Will Lonzo take the next step? I don't know, man. I, I definitely think he's gotten better, and I think this is a better fit for him, but I don't know. I'll tell you one thing. I definitely think his brother is going to be better than him, LaMelo. I do think that. And speaking of the balls – Another, there's a lot of NBA stuff on today. Their oldest brother, LiAngelo, was actually signed by the middle. Detroit. Middle. No, he's the oldest, isn't he? No, LiAngelo's the middle brother. Whatever. He 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 was signed by the, the Detroit Pistons. What are your thoughts on that? And do you think he's actually going to make the team? I, I mean, I think that they could put him on G League team, but my opinion about LiAngelo Ball is that. He he has potential, Mark. He de- he definitely has potential. I think that he's going to sign, and they're going to put him in the G League. But he signed with an organization like the Detroit Pistons, and they've signed so many forwards, I believe, in free agency. And but you know what? What are the Pistons going to the Pistons? What are the Pistons going to be? They're not going to be, you know. You know they have room for Leandro Ball. I don't know what the Pistons are doing. They're signing so many centers. It's very interesting. I, maybe they have a plan, but again, it's the Detroit Pistons, and they haven't been relevant since they won a championship in 2003. So there's that. Um, I think that, you know, he, he at least has a chance to be in a G League, but, he, but, but you know, he, he made a smart decision by signing with a team like the Detroit Pistons, a team that's not really, you know, that's like that's not like that serious that a, a, a franchise that not a lot of people take that seriously. Definitely. Another thing that came out, in, man, the NBA's got a lot of stuff going on today. Another thing that happened in NBA today was that there were forty-eight positive tests, I believe, um, with players, which is a lot um, conducted out of four out of four hundred out of the five hundred and forty-six players that were tested from November 24th to November 30th, 48 were positive. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, so, and the season hasn't even started yet. So, Jair, do you think that – and uh, my 76ers head coach, Doc Rivers, said he doesn't know how the season's going to – how the entire season's going to happen. He was blatantly honest. And I, I got to say, I, I, I agree with him. I don't understand. I don't know how it will. 
given what's going on with the NFL. The Ravens just had a game today that was supposed to happen on Thanksgiving. It didn't happen until almost a week later, and they're starting to come back. isn't even playing because he tested positive. So, Jared, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts on it on that the uh, is that the I'm really questioning what the NBA is going to do right now. Um, a lot of these tests and like playing in home cities and like the travel, it's like you know something is bound to happen. It, a, a good question is: Could the NBA like implement something like a G League taxi squad with with different teams? Yeah, I mean, I guess they they that's the one thing that the NFL does have. They have a practice squad where they can fill in players. But speaking of the NFL, this past weekend, the Denver the Denver Broncos had a quarterback test positive for COVID, and the other three were were with him apparently in practice last week, not wearing masks. So none of them could play. So the Broncos had to actually promote a wide receiver from the practice squad who's never played an NFL game before to play quarterback, a guy who used to play Wake Forest, barely. And Kendall Hinton, shout out to Kendall Hinton for coming out at a note, for coming out under short notice, no preparation and trying to play quarterback. It didn't work out well, but yeah. So that was a weird situation that we, because COVID, COVID is causing a lot of weird situations in sports. And you have to think that it's just going to continue. And we're going to see a lot of weird things happen with the NBA season, given if it finishes. I think that – do you think that – I mean, do you think that, that teams are going to eventually go into a bubble if they really have to? And they NFL season? or NBA? Either one. NBA, I could definitely say that because I did it before. NFL, maybe I could see them doing like something that the MLB did for the playoffs, perhaps. Yeah, that, that definitely could be an option. If I think the problem is that there's so many NFL players, but the playoffs, there's going to be less teams. So, yeah, that is definitely an option for them to do. But, but the thing with the NBA, when you got to think about it, like, how, like, think about all the amount of teams that would be in the, that would be in the, yeah, I know. I, I think that the NBA is going to wait a little bit, honestly. But I think once they get to the playoffs, why not do it again if they had a lot of success with it like they did last year? 100%. I was also thinking, like, you know, that they should probably cut down the games. Definitely. They definitely should cut down. The, I mean, they already did. They, they went from 82 games to 73 this season for the NBA. But I was thinking, like, Mark, they could go back to what they did in 99 and go with 50. Yeah, man. If they can even do that. Um, so, Jair, going into the NFL, well, I guess we'll start off with the Eagles. We played the – I don't even want to talk about them. But, so, the Eagles had a game on Monday Night Football with the Seahawks. Once again, Carson Wentz looked terrible. Doug Peterson doesn't know what he's doing. The head coach, for those of you that don't know. He looks like he's lost, and he's, there was a report before the game. I got excited because they were like, oh, apparently the owner of the Eagles, Jeffrey Lurie, told management that if um, Carson Wentz struggles to put in Jalen Hurts. So uh, Carson Wentz was struggling, and what do you know? It didn't happen. Jalen Hurts came in for, like, two plays. It was reported that he was going to get his most action all season. He did not do, get that at all, and the Eagles lost. And the interesting thing is there was a money line on the game for the Seahawks 
and the Eagles, it was if you had the Seahawks at 6.5, the spread was the spread, and the the Seahawks were up by, I believe it was, I believe they were up by eight, and Doug Peterson chose to go for, no, they were up by nine, and the game was already over, and, and, and Doug Peterson chose to go for two. Wait, no, they were up by, I don't know, but all I know is that the spread, because Doug Peterson went for two, it, it ruined the spread, and the Eagles weren't even going to win anyway. So, yeah, it was a very interesting strategy. Well, also they played a very tough uh, Seattle Seahawks team. Weak defense, though. But Yeah, exactly. And the Eagles couldn't do anything on offense. Weak defense, yes, correct. Like, historically bad defense. And the Eagles played, like, a historically bad offense. One thing I will give the Eagles credit, though, is that the game, like, it finished out very close. Yeah, because of Doug Peterson's going for two when he didn't need to. Like, he shouldn't have gone for two when they were up by eight, when they were down by eight. He also went for two earlier in the game, and they didn't get it, where they could have kicked a three-point field goal. He's making a lot, he's making a lot of mistakes, and he continues to do it. It's almost like he wants to get fired. I mean, I don't think he wants to get fired, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I was about to ask Mark about how he felt about Doug Peterson's job security. Yeah, I don't want him anymore, man. I, I really don't. What are what are some options that you would like? I would like I would definitely like to hire Eric Benemy from the Kansas City Chiefs, the offensive coordinator. Oh, absolutely. And I would like to also fire Howie Roseman, the general manager of the Eagles right now, and replace him with Lewis Reddick on ESPN. That's a good option too. Yeah. Those are very good options. But but do you know what the sad thing about the, the Philadelphia Eagles are, Mark? What? They have talent. Not really, man. They they do, but they also messed up on their wide receivers. They haven't had – I think in the past – there was a stat that in the past few years, their only uh, Pro Bowl player has been Carson Wentz, and look at him now. They missed on, in the draft, this past draft. They, could, they drafted Jalen Rager, who was supposed to have crazy speed, and he doesn't get by anybody. And they passed on Justin Jefferson, who everyone was saying to get. And apparently a report came out today that members of the Eagles front office are actually arguing – with Doug Peterson, Howie Roseman, and the coaching staff because they wanted to draft Justin Jefferson. But Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman wanted Jalen Rager, who is not as good. Justin Jefferson's the best rookie wide receiver right now, and he has a chance to make the Pro Bowl. And Jalen Rager barely even has 300 yards receiving. So there you go. But, yeah, I, I, that's enough of the Egos. Man, I, I can't. I, I'm going to get too mad. You, you all are tied. I mean, I mean, not tied, but you all are stuck in, like, the third place slot right now. Yeah, man, I can't even talk trash to you because the Giants are in first place. This is pathetic. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. The Giants, they're not going to – I don't think that they would last long in the playoffs. Mm-mm. Hey, man, the Giants at least have a quarterback who's not, t- like, absolutely atrocious like, like Carson Wentz is. I don't know what happened to him. But True. clearly isn't the same player anymore. But, Imagine the Washington football team claiming – claiming the NFC East over the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles? I honestly think the Washington football team looks like the best team in the division. Their defense is definitely the best because they have a really good front line in Chase Young and Montez Sweat. And Alex Smith isn't anything special, but he's also a game manager and he can kind of not make that many mistakes. And they have a pretty good running back in Antonio Gibson. They have Terry McLaurin, their wide receiver, an actual good wide receiver unlike the Eagles. So, yeah, I, I, I 
would pick my pick would be the Washington football team. But Jair, let's get into our segments. For this week, who is your star of the week? This week, my star of the week is the Kansas City Chiefs. Why? Why? My, my, why? Why? My, my, well, they're my stars of the week for taking down Tom Brady and the, and the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. That's why. Well, yeah, and, and I lost this week in fantasy. Thank you, Tyreek Hill, for having almost 300 yards receiving. I think he put up 52 points against me. Yeah, that wasn't great. But, you know, shout out to Tyreek Hill. He's clearly a beast. Another guy the Eagles could have drafted in their draft but chose someone else a few years ago. Um, yeah, so my star of the week would have to be – that's a good question. Star of the week. I'm going to go with the, you know, I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes, Jair. Not the Kansas City, not the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm just going to go with Mahomes because he's going to win the MVP. He's only thrown, I believe, two interceptions so far. And he's absolutely killing it in the last couple of games and just the season overall. So, yeah, that is definitely my pick. Yeah, he has 30 touchdown passes and two interceptions. And he's on pace to have even more by the end of the season, more touchdown passes. So, yeah, that's my pick, um, start of the week. So, and Mark, who is your – wait, what is your funniest moment of the week? Well, we already talked about it, but I'll mention it again. My funniest moment of the week is Nate Robinson getting knocked out. I mean, obviously, I hope he's healthy. I hope he's okay. But just the whole memes, Snoop Dogg's commentary – the whole thing was very funny. It, it, the Twitter was roasting him like crazy. It was just funny. But, you know, obviously, Nate said he's okay, so I'm glad about that. But the situation was kind of funny, not going to lie. What is your funniest summer of the week, Jair? Noob Dog's commentary is well boxing. Definitely. I agree with that. And, Jair, who is your loser of the week? My loser of the week right now is the New York Mets for bringing back Steven Matz. Didn't they sign a relief pitcher who looks semi-decent, though? Trevor May. Trevor May is a good – not going to lie, I've never heard of him before. Trevor May is a very good pitcher. Uh, he's a very he's, – he's a, he's a pretty good pitcher. I wrote about him earlier today, Mark. But the Mets re- the Mets brought in Steven Matz? You don't like that? What, Mark? I'm a better pitcher than Steven Matz. I don't know about that one. but I You're know. a better pitcher than Steven Matz. Probably not, but okay. You Steven think- Matz was 0-5 this past year or 0-6 or something like that with like an 8-point-something earn-run average or higher. Mine would be like 20.8, my ERA and MLB. Do you remember those memes and the jokes of, uh, of, uh, of uh, 50 Cent throwing out the first pitch? Yeah, I was going to say, Jair, that's like saying, you think I'm better than Steven Matz? That's like saying... 50 cents by Steven Matz. I'd probably take 50 cents on my team over Steven Matz. I, I, I don't think you would. I would. Okay. I would. Steven Matz is awful. So right. the, the loser goes to the Mets. Mark, who is your loser of the week? My loser of the week is definitely Doug Peterson because he's having us lose a lot and he's making terrible decisions. So, yeah, that's definitely my loser of the week. Hopefully, you know, I'm not even going to say hopefully next week we get better results at the Eagles, 
that's usually my closing statement, but I'm not saying that because I'm not expecting anything positive coming from the Eagles. So what I will say is I can't wait for Sixers basketball to come back because they seem to be moving in the right direction. So that's a good thing. And hopefully my fantasy team wins. I'll say that. I'll say that. Also, I hope that your Philadelphia Phillies uh, bring back uh, JT Real Muto. The Phillies, I, 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 I'm not going to hold my breath. Apparently, they lost like $150 million last year from the pandemic. So it doesn't sound like they're going to spend money. Their whole – I don't know what their plan is because they – I don't know why they signed Bryce Harper to $330 million. They're not going to help him out. Those but we'll see. Players. I could be wrong. They could sign a bunch of guys, but I'm not holding my breath. Hey, Mark. But as for your Philadelphia Eagles, I'm actually going to be rooting for you guys this upcoming Sunday against the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I don't hold – once again, it's like the, my fifth time saying it, don't hold your breath. Yeah, but hey, imagine if they pull out a win against the New Orleans Saints. Help, help the only out. chance they have is if they play Jalen Hurts. Good point. Good point, Mark. But yeah, Jair, so – I'm probably going to be depressed next week because of the Eagles, man. But, you know, like usual, it's great talking to you. Always, Mark. I'm going to be depressed tonight about the Mets, about the Mets, I need the Mets. But as usual, shout out to Tay on the track. 100%. And I'm your host, Mark Bud. I'm Jackie Stevens. To listen to more Tripod Productions, go to the triangle.org slash podcasts.